I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. No one should be making out in Cubbyhole, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's a better rule. I, like, unless you're the oldest lesbian there, then you get right. to make out and I get to clap. Because you've been uh, there since four o'clock and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you've been there since four o'clock and also somehow 1970 and I applaud you. Yeah. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that wants to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the dykes with tykes out there. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we're diking out with comedian and writer Rosa Escandon about biphobia. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, biphobia. Except no, boo, biphobia. <laughs> A uh, couple of announcements before we get into things. Uh, May 27th is our next show at Stonewall. On the lineup, we have Jess Henderson, Janine Garofalo, Lorelai Ramirez, and Lisa Traeger. Um, we did announce before that Alison Pontier was going to be the musical guest. She's not anymore. She's going to be our guest in July because we had to make some room. We might have a couple of uh cool drop-ins on the show, but we won't find out until the week before. So, um, but you know, there'll, there'll be surprises. Yeah. It's going to be one way or another. We'll have surprises. Uh, and then also our show June 23rd at caveat tickets are on sale. Now, if you go to dykingout.com slash events, um, and then I am doing some shows on the West Coast right now. I'm doing shows in uh, L.A., San Francisco, Oakland, and Albuquerque. So go to cbcomedy.com, and you can find info on that there. Uh, I would love to see you out on the West Coast. And one more quick announcement, just to correct our last episode. Uh, 
past guests Nikki Palumbo and Taylor Ortega are not gay married. They are in a domestic partnership. <laughs> what an important correction to issue. You know, I just don't want to be spreading fake news. Right, right. Uh, because, yeah, I mean... It's, they got domestic partnered. Yeah, or as Nikki was saying it, 90s gay married. Yeah. That's where I got confused because she said... 90s gay married is a really funny joke. Yes. But, I didn't, but obviously I didn't get it right away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe because it's casual? Is that what makes it 90s? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had a cool playlist. I don't know. I have no idea, but... Um, <laughs> We're happy for them either way. Yeah, either way, domestic partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I should have got get it when... health insurance, girl. Yeah. When Taylor's... <laughs> comment on the post was howdy partner but i didn't put two and two together because we were just too excited yeah too excited (laughs) okay well speaking of gay marriage Mm -hmm. uh also gay divorce i didn't know i just found out that uh jenny owen youngs and kristen russo who sarah's looking at me like who are you talking about i know idea um but our (laughs) listeners know got divorced like a year ago and i had no idea after, really? After five years of marriage, which like I've been, so you wouldn't know them because they, well, Jenny's a singer. Yeah, but, I know that. And then Kristen used to be on After Ellen a lot. And then they um, do the Buffering um, podcast, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast oh, together. That's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they still do the podcast together. So, which, you I mean, know, that's such a thing. Pat on the back for them. Yeah. Uh, because, wow. And, but the way that that I found all this out is because uh, Ingrid Michaelson posted on Instagram yesterday that she's like basically like dating Chris and Russo. Oh, so there was a post of them together, and the it said it said one full gay and one partial gay, and like them together. And what? then I was looking at their Instagram accounts, and they went like to Curacao together, and I'm like, whoa! And then I'm like, wait a minute, does sh- Oh my god! I, I, she was I with, love connecting yeah. the dots on Instagram with like couples and shit, and like more importantly, when people split up. Yeah, I don't know. I just love like playing detective with all that kind of stuff. I can't believe I missed that for like a whole year. Well, it sounds like they purposely like threw us off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I I'm well, sure they, you're not the only one. No, I mean they had a post about it, but you know that Facebook algorithm. Even, oh, even if well, you like Facebook, somebody's page, it's not like showing yeah. you the details you want. Facebook could, doesn't count. It's Twitter or it's Instagram or it's nothing. I should have got like a notification on Facebook that was like gay ne- I need a gay news notification. There should be an app where all it is is just relationship status updates amongst famous hot lesbians. Yes, because then also Janelle Monae and Lupita. Is that real? Is it, Or are we being trolled? I can't tell. I can usually tell if I'm being queer baited, but I really can't tell here. I think it might be real. I you think know. they're really together? Yeah. God, that's amazing. But I thought she was with Tessa Thompson. I think but now people are saying now. Tessa Thompson and Brie Larson are together. And I'm like, now you guys are going fucking crazy. Okay, the Brie There's Larson no thing's out of happening. control. Yeah. Just, okay, they were in a movie to get, like, it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's now y'all are doing too much. Yeah. Now you guys are approaching Taylor Swift levels of doing too much. And I can't, I can't abide. Oh, yeah. Speaking of with the Ingrid Michaelson, I'm like, yeah, that's how you come out. Not that there's like any right way to come no, out, but, but yeah. like if, if Taylor Swift is, she's not gay. She's she, again, we're being baited. I'm telling you, I think I know. it's a fucking stun, but, but if she I'm, does, I'm if she does come out as like bi or queer or whatever, uh, I'm going to be so annoyed. I'd be like, dude, you are being such a queen about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like years and years of cl- like, too much. I know like do it when you're ready and stuff, but yeah. like it, 
Taylor Swift won't she do anything like unless Beyonce hunt. does it first, so it's never going to happen. Oh my God, you're right. That's the yeah. best Sorry, Sarah evidence. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best evidence against uh, Rosa. Yeah, what do you think? Beyonce you can jump in it. on this. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about Taylor Swift. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's a big yeah. issue that That's I'm having. That's your hot take. <laughs> well, it's like, I, okay, here's the thing. If she comes out and she's like, and I'm fucking, you know, a, a hot, a hottie model. I'd be yeah. like, hell yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, but I feel like with her, it's just like, you know, I had suspicions when she dated Jake Gyllenhaal because uh, yes. I was like, it's a double beard o'clock. Hello, Agreed. we're welcome. Come on out. That is quite a beard situation. I two beards on one beard. I loved it. And <laughs> then I was like, and then she was like, oh, I'm dating like a bunch of people I didn't care about. And then I was like, huh, I don't care. Uh-huh. Uh, get it back to when it's someone I care about and then I will care didn't about this she story. did Harry Styles? Because she's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I, Harry Styles. I think uh, he gives me that like queer guy energy that I love so much. Like his style. I think he's so fucking rad. I love everything he wears. I just yeah. think he's awesome. Like I love what he wore to the Met Gala. Yes. Oh, I had I had I a lot of a thoughts on the Met Gala. Man. The Met yeah. Gala, it destroyed Spilled me in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, Let's <sighs> talk about the Met Gala. Okay, I have like a okay. So two things. One thing I truly believe that you camp. The idea of camp plus a lot of money is not camp. Uh, <laughs> once hey, camp right. gets too much money behind it, I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I yeah. too much money. First note. Yeah. I think everyone should have had to like make part of their outfit by themselves, and then yeah. we would like there should be like video <laughs> proof of like Janelle Bonet like sewing together that like eyeball purse. Although hers was awesome. Hers was like really really cool. I think hers if you're were. straight, you should have to apply to go to the Met Gala to begin with, and you should like really prove a ca- you know your case. Unless also, you're Rihanna and you can do whatever the fuck you want, but she skipped it this year. Was it? It wasn't even worth it. Yeah, it wasn't even worth it for Riri. And I yeah. respect. She probably was like. I'll never be camp. And yeah. Then just like, cause she commits to the outfit. She does. And she makes the Met Gala every year. Yeah. And so maybe she was just like, this theme is stupid. Also like, yeah. I'm mad. If you're doing camp, I want to see camp icons there. Like I want John Waters to be walking this red carpet. I yeah. want like, um, every drag queen in America to yeah. be there. I, yeah. Literally every single drag queen. It doesn't, they had like two drag queens and like not even good ones. And yeah. fight me. Uh, yeah. Um, the drag queens should have been like, <laughs> Because you know how, like, on red carpets, there's, like, you know, all the celebrities and then, like, a million people whose job it is to just sort of keep them moving. Like, it's always a guy in, like, a nondescript suit or a woman in a black dress. Like, they're trying to sort of – they're just, like, the 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 facilitators, the ushers, the PAs or whatever. Those should have all just been drag queens. Yeah. I I wanted all the – like, just a sea of drag queens just to make it, like, a more visual – yeah, thing. I just wanted it to be fun, and uh, celebrities somehow made camp unfun. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I'm like still mad about it. So tell me your fate. First, what's your level of of investment in the Met Gala every year? Like, okay, I would say invested uh, because I love. I just like love any like. Hollywood dress up is uh-huh. one of my favorite things. When we tell celebrities they have to come in a costume, like. Heidi Klum's Halloween party, the Met Gala, right. anything where we're telling a famous person that they somehow have to like get together a costume. <laughs> I'm like, yes, get, like right. give it to me. I like whenever there's a fun judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, like whenever there's a time where you got to put yeah. a celebrity in some stupid clothing, I'm yeah. so here for it. Uh, so high level of investment of investment. I would what say. would you say your favorite look was from this year? 
Um, I really, really liked Billy Porter's. I was going to say. That really red camp for me. Uh-huh. I liked that it was so, that it was ugly. There was a part of it that was ugly, which yeah. I actually think is the true nature of camp. The like, guys that were walking him had those like spray painted boots. And I was like, those are terrible, but I love them. I love it. Yeah. It was, and it felt somehow very expensive and very cheap at the same time. Yeah. Which I, the other one I would actually put really highly was Casey Musgraves. Okay. As because yeah. there is something very strange and uncanny valley about how she held her hand in every single photo as a Barbie hand. Yeah. If you notice like the way a Barbie hand is made and not like a human hand and I was like, "Ooh, there's something like spooky about that," which It was a little creepy. I kind of liked for. it. Yeah. And I liked um the touch on her outfit. I don't know who made her outfit, but like with the big zipper, like the, it looked like a Barbie outfit. Like she was just a Barbie come to life. Basically. It was cool. Lean yeah, away. I, oh, Lena oh, Waithe was Wade. awesome too. Of course. I love that. Cause it was like, I don't know a hundred percent if it like, if it felt like camp to me, but it was so... It didn't feel like camp, but it was The important. message was so good. I also didn't notice that the pinstripes on her suits were lyrics to like Rent and like a whole bunch of like, yeah. like I'm coming out and just like gay ass yeah. songs. Yeah. And I once was, I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is even better than I, know. I initially thought. I like that the the button like the buttons were human faces. There yeah, was yeah. something like great. the details on that suit were unbelievable. And also that she showed up with like someone with a matching suit. Yeah, exactly. I like he that. was the designer of the two suits. So she actually right. brought like who That's the, pretty amazing. Yeah, I believe. So well, cause a lot of them like take the person who designed mm-hmm. their look with them. Like that is like often your date. And because usually it's like I learned that from Oceans Eight. I yeah. did not know that. That's a thing. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, like if you're not married, like a lot of times you'll bring the designer of the outfit you're wearing because um, Anna Wintour has to okay all the designers of wow. like who gets to wear stuff. Like there's a whole like weird process of the Met Gala, but pretty much like you have to be dressed by a certain person and that person is usually a celebrity in the fashion world. Oh, so okay. like so that's bringing... why Christian Siriano does like four different looks there. Yeah. So I he can he, go. He had at pretty least much. one because he did um, Janelle Monae's I know and and then did he do, he did somebody else's too, I, I think. I think he might have. But yeah, that usually means that you get invited because then you're like a big enough celebrity in the fashion world that you okay. get to go if you do. Like, oh. Like I had um, an acquaintance of mine went and she was wearing, I think, Zach Posen. And uh-huh. like she would bring Zach Posen because of it. Because okay. it's like showing that that's a big enough celebrity to like bring you and bring like. God, yeah. it's all just so above me. Like, I, it doesn't matter. So None of this cooler. matters, but it matters so I much to me. Like, Why? Maybe be a bartender at this event. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. I I just am of the belief that any event like this should only ever just be Lena Way, Rihanna, and Billy Porter. Like, that's fine. I'm fine with me. that. Like, everyone else is just a detail. Um, but I I did notice some of the men really phoned it in in like a. I don't mind. Kanye? What's that? Kanye? Yeah. Well, so, like, I don't mind if men go to these events. And if, if you, you either do not go with a theme, just wear a nice tuxedo, or you fucking go with the theme. You know what I mean? Like, don't do halfway. Yeah, the in-between's weird. The in-between is so terrible. I'm just so over it. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name that played Freddie Mercury? Rami Malek. Which, he ugh. wore, like, these weird combat boots and, like, a shitty... I don't know. He just, it, it was phoned in to me. I didn't also, appreciate that. Also, you played Freddie Mercury. I feel like you yeah. have some looks in your closet. Just right. dress like him. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. Like, camp... You honestly have, like, a crash course in camp in your original... Like, in your yeah. recent background. Yeah. yeah. I hate him, though. I, I like... I just like that whole award season of him. I hated Bohemian Rhapsody. I hated a lot of that. I didn't even so. see it. Oh, I saw it. Uh, I'm 
mixed on it because I, I am such a Queen fan. So it was fun just to have the music and everything. But there there was a lot of there were many issues with it, but it still took me on like a little bit of an emotional journey. Yeah. I cried. Oh, but I also cried for the trailer of A Dog's Purpose, too. It's yeah. not oh my hard God. to make me cry. <laughs> you guys cry. are not getting me to the theater to watch a dog movie, and these studios keep putting out these dog movies. Yeah. I'm not going to watch Homeward it. Homeward Bound was already done. I, I don't need to watch it. I tried to watch the first one because I got too high, and I was yeah. like, I would totally watch this. And um, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, the, you know how in the trailer there's the narration of the dog? Like yeah. the dog... I thought that was for the trailer. It's the whole movie. Really? It's the entire movie. Is The like, dog's inner monologue? Yeah, which I was like, this is unwatchable. Uh, yeah. You can't. There's no way to watch this film. <laughs> so. I know, but they keep putting these things out. It worked know. with Homeward Bound, which was a classic. A classic. And we, Homeward Bound 2 when they go to San the Francisco. <laughs> Nothing has surpassed that for you. Not, literally, there will never be another animal movie because Homeward Bound already exists. We already have it. It's I barely remember anything from Homeward Bound. I'm almost positive Sally Field was the cat's voice. I believe that that I is true. true. I think that's true. true. I wish Karina voice. was here to fact check that. And then I think Michael J. Fox was Chance, the dog. There was like an old sage dog and then like a young kind of wily dog. And then there was the cat. Yeah. yeah. And the cat's Shadow, a little prissy bitch. Chance and Sassy yeah. were the pet's names. The cat's actually incredible. named Sassy, which is yeah, oh, which man. is amazing. It's so and good. she was Sassy, so um, she's honestly a queer icon. I think you could do a full <laughs> Sassy episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe she is a queer icon as well. I want to meet a person who says that their cat's name is Sassy and then see like if I can control the reaction of my face. Yeah, I know. It's a great name. I mean, I, 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 I think it depends on the person. Like for some yeah. people, if they were oh, like... some people would be terrible. If they were like, my cat's name is Sassy, I'd be like, that's hilarious. And then other people, I'd be like, you are too much. You Stop are the it. worst cat yeah, person. Yeah, you're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I personally am not a cat person, but I Me do neither. enjoy... I, I believe they have entertainment value. You know, the more I think about it, the more I love the name Sassy for a cat. It's great. <laughs> it's a, maybe the best cat name. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that was a, a trip for me emotionally. I, have a friend who named I really cat didn't like Pearl, it at first. Um, because she found this kitten. She literally found a kitten in the middle of like a rainstorm in Harlem and kept mm. her. And then named What does her- that have to do with pearls? Well, I don't know. She She's named, in an she named her. Well, the yeah, thing is she, she found named, it in an oyster. She <laughs> named her. Pearl, and then when she took it to, to the vet for like the initial shots, the vet was like, "Um, just FYI, it's actually a male cat." And she was like, mm, "Still Pearl, like still a girl to me." Yeah, and still I, calls her, you know, Pearl. I had a cat like that in college. We kind of inherited a cat in college, me and my yeah. roommate. And a lot of people seem cats to. are only ever just stumbled <laughs> you just upon. kind of find one. It's like a weird thing. I know like no one, so no many people from college that just like you just get one. Yeah, they just like get you a, cat a cat somehow. We renamed the cat because the cat's name was Kitty when we got it, where I was like, that's a terrible name. We can't. Um, and so we re- named the cat uh, Pertrude Stein. <laughs> and then someone had the audacity to tell me it was a boy cat. <laughs> that's rude. All pets are females. I was like, I was like, Who? I was like it has the best name I could have come up with. Pertrude Stein. Pertrude Stein. She was a beauty, even if she was a male. And I was like, honestly, I think it, the real... Gertrude Stein, um, Oakland hometown hero, would also be like very pro having a male cat name. There was a brief, there was a week period where we decided, well, if it's a boy, maybe we should change it to Oscat Wild, but it didn't. 
stick. And so that doesn't hit right. It I, I, I like Pertrude Stein. <laughs> yeah. Did you stick with Pertrude Stein? Yeah, it was yeah, a male cat named Pertrude Stein. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the sex of the animal like, matters with matter. the names. I mean, it's humans too. It doesn't matter with people. Cat, yeah. Pets are gender neutral. Just it depends. It's yeah. more of an. It's more of an energy that pets bring. That yeah. they can be either male or female. In her energy was very much. <laughs> very much her energy. Yeah. <laughs> She was a That's she was great. a sassy bitch, and I loved her. <laughs> Speaking of your hometown, California, um, Ooh, well, that's your home yeah. state. Well, you know, gotta get to everything on the list because <laughs> I know our listeners are very curious about Sarah's first time in California. Oh my god, yeah. it was amazing! So I went to Palm Springs for a weekend, and then after that, I drove from Palm Springs to Newport Beach. So I kind of drove like through the mountains, basically, mm-hmm. which was beautiful. Um, the weather in California is like, you feel like it shouldn't, like, it's not real. Like you go outside and you're like, oh, it's okay. So 75 and sunny again today. And this is just how you live. And everyone's like, yeah, every I mean, single day. That's Southern California. The Southern Bay area California. is much more of a, well, it, I was only a range. Southern, it's still great. It's still very pretty. And you said you have shows coming up in Oakland. I do. So you're going to go to my hometown. Yes. My, yeah, oh, nice. real hometown. Yeah. yeah. My real hometown. But I have to say it's, um, moving from California to here people were like very worried about the weather. Every single one of my mom's friends, like every like fam, like vague family uncle, like play (laughs) cousin, like every person in my life was like, I'm buying you socks. Like everyone was very afraid of weather. And I like came out, I was like, it can't be that bad. And I was like, Oh, why did I do this? (laughs) I still think every day, why did I do this? It's terrible. I mean, today is terrible for sure. It's very wet. Um, it was, yeah, it was really, really amazing. And I had two very different, like, vacations within that vacation so the first part of this trip was a bachelorette weekend for uh one of my college sorority sisters who is getting married and then there were so there were nine of us total in the house that all went to college together and we're all in a sorority together they're all aggressively heterosexual and were there um, penis accessories there were no penis accessories there was a male stripper at some point oh so i just you guys I don't know, but honestly, the only thing straighter than a room full of heterosexual women—wait, this was in Palm and a male stripper. Spr- yeah, Palm Springs. That's such a gay ass place. It is. A, yeah, that's well, who the other chose thing this? It's the very other thing gay. I didn't know until yeah. literally I landed in the airport. Because at the airport, there's all these signs everywhere for... Um, Dinosaur? Basically, I mean, th- well, there's signs everywhere for all the gay bars. Like, everything yeah. is like rainbows and all this. There's like seven or eight literally different gay bars. And I was like, there's more gay bars here than in New York City. Yeah. And yeah. it's just very... It's a very gay energy. Be- but what I figured out was that basically Palm Springs is like the Nashville of the West where bachelorette parties are like a cottage industry there. Yeah. Like it's, it's a part of their economy. Oh, so, that's weird. Right. So the, so we actually did go to a gay bar one night and when, when they initially told my friends told me that, Oh, we're going to be going to a gay bar on Saturday night. I thought you didn't try oh, to talk shit. them out of it. No, I was, well, I thought like, Oh fuck, I'm going to be that one lesbian that shows up with a gaggle of straight women and everyone's going to be annoyed with me for being the ambassador that brought them there and yeah. ruined the vibe. Turns out, all the fucking gay bars there are just bachelorette parties of straight women. And like, you know, obviously your old gay men are there, that, but there's no like, I hate that so queer much. scene. If so that makes much. sense. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, it's, it's, there's a lot of older gay men that live there. I think yeah. Yeah. cause it's like, you know, it's Palm Springs, but it literally at this gay bar we went to, there were, it was oh, kind of, it was kind of cheesy, but like there were like the, um, 
like the uh, booths that you sit in for like bottle service and stuff. Mm-hmm. There were several of those. Every single one of those were occupied by just groups of straight women that were there for bachelorette parties. Okay. So it so basically I was the one that like didn't fit it. I was like, oh, I guess okay, this is just what we do here. This is just all straight women and gay men. It's so weird because like Palm Springs, my experience of it, because I've, I've actually never been to Palm Springs, but like all of my friends have gone there, but uh-huh. all of my friends have either gone there for Dinah Shore or they're very old lesbians. Yeah. Uh, and like old lesbians, my my mother who um, and her wife go like to Palm Springs like almost yearly for like a party that a rich lesbian throws there. Um, like how do we get invited? <laughs> so I'm going to give on. you our email <laughs> yeah. address after this. It's like and phone it, number. That's like that's all I've ever wanted. That's literally it. all so I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I would I would fly to Palm Springs for this party. Yeah, it's like they. Well, and my mother is super into golfing because she's well, obviously living her fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> like, her and her wife golf all do over. Do they have matching great. visors? That they wear on the golf course. They don't, but my mom does have a lot of golf outfits. Right. Which I well, think Well, the is, accessories are just yeah. half the reason to do it. <laughs> it's it's a whole look for her. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're like, oh, the only reason we like to go to this party because it's so wild, that's not us, is, like, that they have a really great golf course in Palm Springs. And it, there's a lot of, like, old, funky hotels. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, that's what you're into. It's definitely got, like, the old, funky vibe. That was a cool thing about Palm Springs is, like, not only is it just gorgeous, there's this mountain range and palm trees and everything, but the all of, like, the architecture in every building was, like, that, like, mid-century, like, nothing. It, it looks like just a snapshot from the 60s with, yeah. like, all the buildings and stuff. That was, that was So that was cool. Yeah, we stayed in a hotel when I went with Cecilia that was, like, very... Uh, like Spanish influenced and it had this like courtyard and it really felt like I was in, in Mexico, like in a small town in Mexico. And like, uh, the, the whole vibe of the place was like super, I don't know. It was so cool. California towns are just a small town in Mexico. Like 50% of our town. I'm into that vibe. (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I discovered on this bachelorette weekend is that, um, there's a beverage called truly. Have you heard of this? Yeah. I had to Google it. Oh yeah, I I've drinking a lot of truly, but okay. I also hang out with some very rich Manhattan gay men. Oh, uh, okay, which that makes spi- sense. Like all, I've tried every brand of Spike Seltzer, and it's fine. Always. It's fine. It's. I mean, I see why. So basically, it's a canned beverage. It's a carbonated canned beverage, and it's uh, like a spiked, like you said, Spike Seltzer, but it's sort of a lightly flavored, and it's um. Uh, only like I think five percent alcohol, so it's not like it's a you can. I think the whole point is beer. yeah, it's a water beer, <laughs> yeah, but and you can drink free. a lot of them. Oh, it is. It okay, is. yeah. It's well, free. and it's explain. like really, it just, really low calorie. Yeah. Like it's almost like you're. It's it's insane how low in calories and carbs it is for being a, an, an alcoholic, alcoholic beverage. beverage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That explains it because I. It took me being in a house with nine straight girls to realize what these are and how much they love them. Yeah, we had cases of this shit mm-hmm. and like a mixed berry and then a rosé flavor Ooh, and like yeah I didn't try the rosé the mixed berry honestly not bad yeah but I also found out the hack that some people do who want to get a little more drunk is they they mix it with vodka yeah you do a vodka soda but with it alcoholic felt, water it felt so aggressive I was like you're mixing that with that what it was I don't know I learned something new there it's a spritz yeah it was basically a spritz but, yeah. like, the point of a spritz is that it's low alcohol. You're not supposed to have, like, you're not supposed to More black out alcohol. on spritzes. <laughs> I've actually blacked out uh, before. On The first time I tried those waters, it was uh, 
I like almost died. I well, because I was like, oh, it tastes like water. It they're must dangerous. be. Yeah, you it's can't like, taste no, the alcohol. No, 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 no. no you you could, like, they're crushable. Yeah, they, you, but they do have alcohol in them. So. Well, yeah. My friend used to live on the corner um, of Christopher and like on the corner of Christopher Street, like on, and he, you could go up to his roof. So we would watch the Pride Parade because it goes right oh my past God. it. Yeah, that's awesome. From the roof, so you can like throw stuff and like you know yell at people without being on the street. And so we would sit on on the top of his roof and his roommate um, was like a straight girl. And we had, you know, 15 hot instigates pretty much yeah. like, they, like on the roof. <laughs> and she like brought up like a just like a like, I don't know, uh, like a case of Spike uh-huh. Seltzer. And she was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, when we're chilling on this Pride Parade roof. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Like, whatever. And I drank one and I was like, oh, this is nothing. This is water. Yeah. So I yeah. like chugged another because it was super hot because it's, you know, yeah, the middle of you're ju- like, roasting say, on a rooftop. It's satisfying if you're thirsty and that's the that's, problem. It's dangerous. That's yeah. Don't, don't oh drink God. it as we water. Yeah. No. Ugh. Yeah. I basically blacked out on the first night because I drank um, two bottles of champagne on my own in like direct sunlight. So. Were, I were missed you doing dinner it on the first night. <laughs> to like, to, to escape? Well, I was sort of, so I do this thing where I get this, I'm really like fun and social, but I get a touch of social anxiety sometimes mm. and I medicate myself with a lot of alcohol, which is the the opposite of what I should do. And I don't know why, I wasn't like, I've known these women for 15 years, but I, I would just, it was just a lot of people at once and I just felt like, I don't know. I was just like drinking fucking champagne. Also, I was in like, I'm in, vac- you know, like vacation mode where you just think like you, the no yeah. rules apply to like yeah. your body chemistry. So, yeah, yeah, the first night. So that was the night that I posted the pic of the, you with the hat, the picture of me with the weird hat that didn't have a top on it. OK, which is more of like a it's more of a bonnet, I suppose, in the way that I wore it. But I needed sun protection. So it worked. God, and that was the only thing that in. fit on your head. Yeah. It, well, as we've it established, hats I, don't fit I mean, on you, you can't tell based on listening to us but my head is very large and i i truly cannot fit like any sort of traditional hat it it looks like a little like one of those little silly uh no not like no it looks like a little uh (laughs) i'm not saying yarmulkes are silly i said silly before you said yarmulke all right Um, just you know those little like those silly little hats with like a helicopter wheel on top oh yeah like like a dunce no that's not yeah not a dunce cap like a a little boy yeah like a little boy from the 50s tweedledum tweedledee oh yeah 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 i look like that with any sort of hat on yeah so i wore this like thing and then i also um I forgot that a part of bachelorette parties is everyone gets some sort of identical gift thing that you like wear. So we all got these swimsuit cover up things that are like a palm tree kind of thing. So everyone was wearing those. So I put mine on. I was just leaning in, you know, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm realizing I know absolutely nothing about bachelorette parties. Um, I, I am an expert. <laughs> I have been a bridesmaid seven times in Jesus. like heterosexual weddings. Um, I have done every single thing you can imagine. Can we with these revisit parties. the stripper? So I find oh, yeah. I find male strippers to be very entertaining and funny. And then that's the problem for me is I have uncontrollable laughter when oh, I'm watching a man even, strip. This was none of those things. So okay. this gentleman, he so apparently he was not as advertised. Um the the woman who oh, no like paid for you know she she made it sound like she basically went on this website and like cho- and the website gave you like i don't know what other word for it other than like a menu of like guys yeah. to choose from 
and she okay. picked or like you choose like an occupation or a celebrity lookalike or yeah celebrity yeah. lookalikes or like um uh general like builds or whatever and she she I th- apparently chose more of like a Channing Tatum type of guy okay and the guy that showed up was like uh sort of like a he's very like kind of skinny and had these really gross tattoos and like he was just trying he's doing his best yeah he wore socks and he wore like volleyball knee pads Mm -hmm. because of all the dancing which to me made practical sense but yeah because you can mess up your knees as you really can i mean he was on like a wood floor like you know i've done it many a time because i do uh drag sometimes and i'll often forget that like like I'll wear shorts as like uh-huh. a, like as a fun little bit, yeah, and, and then, then I'll go I'll like I'll do it or like death drop the wrong way or like skid on the floor, and I'll just be like, oh, I have no knees. Yeah, like, and it's like two weeks of like, uh, well, there's no knees anymore. So I, I, I totally got the, him. That thing. I'm, I'm here um, for him. It was just it was the vibe was so it was like, oh god, I don't even know how to describe it. He was sort of trying to be like he was kind of trying to be funny, but that didn't work. Yeah. And the energy in the room wasn't as high as it needed to be because everyone had been like drinking in the sun all day. And I think yeah. a lot of people were tired. I don't know. So mm. I was trying to be like enthusiastic and I'm like fucking ah. shoving dollar bills in his gross underwear and shit. Just trying to like keep it, keep it fun. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well just like be, be the fun one. Be ridiculous. You're a good friend, Sarah. I'm York. just a fucking clown. So <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then he kind of just like got the hint and, like left. I don't know. It is. It was very. I kind of felt like it's I like a bad date because it's but like at a not, bachelorette party. Yeah, basically. And also, <laughs> like, I can't imagine having that job, especially in a in a town like Palm Springs. That's so many bachelorette parties. I'm sure yeah. they. I'm sure you can make money doing that. I'm sure there's plenty of like, you know, guys that make a good living. But you really are walking into like like you don't know what you're walking into in that position. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we were. I mean, we're all women, so we were all like, "You did great," and like, you know. It was like safe and everything, but I don't know. It was it was very weird, and he like danced on. Oh, I don't know. It was just like it was. I was I was very much a fish out of water in this uh, scenario, but it was it was fine. It was fun. The brand had a good time. Got to go to California. I got to go to California. Exactly. Yeah. And I got to see friends that I, I I normally would not be in the same room with all these people ever again. So yeah. It was really great. And then I drove to Newport Beach, also in Southern California. But that was more coastal, so that wasn't it wasn't like a thousand degrees there every day. Um and that was gorgeous. And that was like a chill trip. I just went and saw a friend and she was at work all day, so I would just kinda like hang out at her pool and it was amazing. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Well, we're glad you're back from California. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. And then I guess I'm headed there soon, so I'm looking forward yeah. to getting my dose of West it's Coast It's really, chill. really beautiful. I'm yeah. really very excited that you're going to Oakland because we're going to have to talk about it when you come back because yeah. I, I have a lot of like city pride. I have a lot of allegiance. You know, so I, I've been to the Bay Area a lot and had a friend who lived in Alameda. Okay. And Weird place, Alameda. It is, but I really liked it. Uh, well, she lived in this uh, house that was a theater converted into a house, and it was the coolest thing. Oh, cool. Like, literally had, if you, like, went to the back, they just had a giant, like, stage and performance space cool. that sometimes they would rent out to run shows. And, That's like, great. there weren't any doors except the bathrooms, um, oh, okay. and everything well. was a curtain. Oh, uh, even, actually, one of the bathrooms I think was only a curtain, uh, mm, which gave me strange. anxiety. But yeah, um, <laughs> no, but other than that, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know I'd go upstairs. This started and the super cool, bathroom. and now I'm like, no, I don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, a really cool place. And then, um, so I've gone to San Francisco a lot. I went to Oakland one time to interview for an internship, like back in college, and then. Uh, haven't at where we had no businesses, right? Uh, we have like two businesses in Oakland, and you either work for Pixar or the city. And that's yeah, <laughs> I I honestly couldn't even tell you what the internship was or or where it was. And then I've been to like houses, kind of like in the in the hills of mm-hmm. Oakland, but I haven't really been like in the city of Oakland. So this time I'm going, and I'm staying with friends in Oakland the entire time. So I will be able to see. Party on great. Oakland, yeah, which is great because I'm I'm over San Francisco. San Francisco has changed so much, and mm. I mean I still I like parts of it, but it's yeah. it's too different. It's over. I yeah. say this all the time that I, Oakland's going to be over in like two years too. It's fine. Um, yeah, I made my piece, but I tell everyone San Francisco's over. I'm done with it. I, <laughs> it's canceled. It's like yeah, it's when the um when the Lexington Club shot uh, shut down. Uh, it must have been like 
2012-ish, probably. Yes, um, but now they have a new bar that somebody told me about called Jolene's, and I mm-hmm. need to check it out yeah, when I'm there. Jolene's is really cool. Actually, yeah. I have friends who go there all the time, but I, no, I think it was more of like a, a spiritual death where I was like, yeah. it's over. We're, yeah. like, we're all going to leave San Francisco. Yeah. Goodbye. Now yeah. it's just like all tech bros on like scooters. Yeah. That's so many scooters. <laughs> so many scooters. Just these electric scooters that I can't take adults everywhere. on scooters seriously. Scooters are meant for children. I'm sorry. You know, I can't, but also I wish I had the confidence to be an adult on a scooter in New York because there are some times where I'm like, man, right now if I had a scooter, I wouldn't be so stressed out about yeah. getting to this show. Well, I would just be in the bike lane going fast. Like that would be yeah. the whole thing, right? Yeah, because they're yeah. like they're like motorized. Yeah. yeah, they're not just like you don't have to push. Them. You don't have to like. Yeah, because yeah. I, I really can't take an adult seriously who's pushing themselves on a scooter. And you look a like fair. a toddler. <laughs> they do. I Again, saw a guy I wish airport. I had the confidence though because sometimes I, saw, I just can't have walk. You seen the enough. luggage scooters? No. What? I saw a guy in the airport when I was coming home to New York. Oh, you sit on them? Yeah. Well, it's like a it's a it's a suitcase, but it there it the a scooter folds out of it. And then he was like pedaling himself what? around. I think there is an option to sit on it. You could tell there was like, if he moved the scooter around, you could sit yeah, and you ride it. And this guy was just like confident as ever, pushing his dumb ass luggage scooter through the airport. I was like, man, you are, you tech, really thought that was a good idea. The, like tech bros oh, love yeah. scooters. Tech bros are like scooters on scooters. They just yeah. have to be on wheels. Oh my God. So They're dumb. like walking. We're going to disrupt the walking industry. <laughs> Well, yeah, segways and oh yeah, they love that shit. Have ugh, ugh. I'm so over it. The hoverboards just that aren't walk really like an adult. Yeah, be late like a grown up. It's also I do fully blame that uh, the like municipal like transit system in the Bay Area is so bad that and there's no parking anywhere in mm-hmm. San Francisco and yeah. all of the trains are terrible. So I'm like, well, I guess that's like why you scoot, but yeah, I'm still against it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um speaking of against things, biphobia. <laughs> that's a oh, man, that's a great segue. I know, really <laughs> speaking I of that. segues. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh boy. Uh, um, yeah, so that's what we were supposed to talk. <laughs> you are a bisexual woman? Yes, I am. And what was your first experience with biphobia? You know, it's weird because I I think I grew up and I like, I guess I like pseudo mentioned it, but I grew up in like a very uh, gay family in a gay city. Cause like yeah. I, it's, you know, 1990s, I split my time between like Oakland, San Francisco and a smaller town called Richmond, California. And all of it was like a very gay place in, you know, the nineties and early two thousands. And because my mothers are lesbians, uh, like queer women and like queer culture were definitely like around growing up. I think um, like I experienced a lot of like kind of in general homophobia just from like other like kids growing up and like even like really well-meaning. So it's kind of hard to track if like one of those was like specifically biphobia and I don't really think a lot was. I mean, my first kiss was with a girl and uh, the mean girl at school found out and she used to call me Dyke. (laughs) Oh no. So I'm like, is that biphobia? She was making fun of a bi person, but I was also 11 and did not yeah. <laughs> uh, say it that so way. when did so, you realize that, that you were bisexual? Or I, was growing up, it was just always like, you like who you like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was also like, you know, I think a lot of queer people have to realize like that there's like a weird time in their lives where they're like, oh, I'm not going to be like my parents. Like, I'm not going to be like like what society has shown me, but like 
my mother really wanted me to see gay people growing up. So we watched a lot of like logo in the house and like, you know, I had, you know, my own mothers, but then like their friends network was all queer. I really like almost except for like, you know, my mom's friend, Tony, like everyone was gay. And it's like, (laughs) so I think there was a part of that where I was just like, never thought of it as something that was like off the table. Yeah. So like coming out, I was like, oh yeah, I just, I, I, my first kiss was with a girl, uh, shout out to middle school. (laughs) Um, God, I wish man. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I think we, I think it came up cause all of the other girls were like, let's practice kissing. And I was like, all right. Deal. <laughs> Deal. I volunteer uh, as tribute. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. A uh, lot of teeth. <laughs> Just a lot of, somehow so much teeth. Everyone's got braces. Yeah. It was very great. hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it was like that moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And I think it, it took me to like, I came out to my parents at like 14. Um, I should say I came up to my mother. Uh, my sister outed me to my dad's side of the family. Mm. <laughs> Gotta love sisters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I came out to my mom's and my mom was actually not super cool with it, which I think also people are very surprised about because when you're talking. I'm not surprised at all. When <laughs> The first time that you mentioned that I remember it was like on a Facebook thread and you were talking about your mom's. Probably. Like, when yeah. They having, weren't cool with with what part of this well one wasn't cool I should say I think I say I have lesbian mothers but I really do believe one of my mothers is like queer like she I boil it down because they've been uh, like my only memories of them be are being with women and I think one is a true lesbian I do think one is like a queer woman may like pansexual I don't think she's ever really had to define it and I think she grew up in a time where it's like well I date women but like she would even tell me she was like I have dreams about men like I've dated boys like you know that I just don't think she had all the words for that. So when yeah. I, yeah, I think she was fine with it. She also is very, very chill. Yeah. Uh, the other one, um, I came out to her and she was like, kind of like, okay, but you're going to end up with a man. Oh, okay. And like, I was like, well, maybe we don't know. That's kind of the point of this. And she was like, no, 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 you're going to marry a man and you're going to get married. And I was like, Okay. That's interesting that a queer woman would, you know what I mean? Like, like what sort? See, that 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 doesn't surprise me though, because lesbians, uh, like we've talked about the generational difference with lesbians. Like the the old guard is always like almost thirty years older than me. She's twenty nine years older than me. I'm twenty six, so she'd be in like her mid fifties. Okay, age same. My own mother on a podcast. Yeah, she would (laughs) on Mother's Day. (laughs) On Mother's Day, she's gonna call me up, be like, "What the." (laughs) but but yeah they're um you know because like labels back then were were more rigid and i i think like that was kind of like like a lot of biphobia came from within the community just as much as from the outside of the community and then i think a lot of lesbians and we've even talked about this before where like er, early in our lesbian days had definitely some some issues with biphobia that now like can recognize what that was and how stupid it was well no but i mean like but the fact that she was vocally against you ending up with a woman though is the confusing part to me yeah i think what's her logic there i think think? for her and this you know i was 14 when i came out so this is 12 years ago um so what like 2000 and math uh 2007 right yeah yeah this is like 2007 where 
And I want to put it now because I think she's like okay with it now. I think this was like a very like mid 2000s moment that like has been passed through. Um, But I think part of it was like, and I have a joke that I do in stand up where it's like, she didn't want me making the same mistake she did. (laughs) But like, I do think like, and like, that's obviously a joke, but like, (laughs) but I think there is like a thing with her where she was like, it's so, and she kind of remembers it's like, it would have been so much easier for her to get married and have a husband and well, like not gone through a lot of the stuff that she kind of had to raising a, like a kid as a lesbian in the 90s. And I think yeah. she had this idea of like, well, if you could choose to be with a man, why would you pick the harder thing? Yeah. Like, okay. why would you put so yourself she's sort of like, through that? She's She's using her own kind of like, I mean, trauma really as a, like her as sort of informing that way of thinking because yeah. it was so so vastly different to be queer or gay you know even 15 years ago but definitely 20 years ago definitely 30 years ago yeah because she came out in her early 20s and she's in her 50s so like yeah like 20 25 years yeah yeah she's been out and like I, I think for her she was just like she remembers a lot of stuff about like getting kicked out of hospitals and like not being oh, able yeah. to get married and like yeah. yeah, she remembers the AIDS crisis like very yeah. like she remembers so many things that were just like very like why would you choose a thing right. that you cannot choose to go through which I understand is like an idea yeah I think it was a very weird thing to hear from a lesbian mother right, right. <laughs> yeah like. Um, and I, I think I was mad about it for a time and then I realized how much more by bifo- like, and I think I forgave her in a lot of ways. Cause I'm like, she's old. She doesn't get it. She's not hip with the yeah. times, you know? And then I went to college and I got a lot of biphobia from like young lesbians Yeah, where I was like, Ooh, y'all should know better. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. No, I didn't know better in, in college. I mean, I remember I was like kind of seeing somebody who was bisexual and then I always felt like I was like just waiting her to come around and be like total les but that's like the dumbest thing and like but but it's because like I think as a as like a young lesbian you're like a little bit threatened by this notion. Oh I was threatened by everything when I was like first coming out when I was like 20 years old like I was at like the height of my insecurity like you know what I mean like so that's kind of where part of that came from for me because I was in the same boat where I was like oh I, I won't I couldn't possibly date a girl who likes boys too because I thought of that as some sort of competition. Yeah. 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 Which was not a good way of thinking, obviously, but I was young and it was just like, I don't know. Like I just felt like it had to be very black and white because that's sort of the binary that we're always presented with. Right. Like, I mean, and I, it, it's so crazy now to think that, yeah, like right. Like now it seems so simple. Like, of course there's like, if they're, in, if they're bisexual and they're like open to dating you, then like yippee, then game on. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and to to hold that against them, I don't know. And like, yeah, I mean it's a it's a product I think of being young as well too. Yeah, you know? it's kind of weird because I still it's like both a product of being very old and very young. Like right. there's like a weird. Yeah. But at the same time, I should say like I I live with my boyfriend. We've been together for three years. We've been living together for almost a year yeah. now, and I get a lot of biphobia from that situation now that I didn't get because in college I was you know like fun. I was dating around. I would like you know with a boy with a girl. Like everyone knew that like it didn't matter because none of it was like a solid. I had no solid relationship, so it was like oh she's dating who know who cares you yeah. know. And yeah. now that I'm like. 
you know, there's a high probability and like it gets more and more every day. It's like, this is, I might marry this man. Yeah. Uh, and like, then it's like, well, if you marry a man, are you a bisexual still? And I would say, yes. Well, yeah. But well, you always are. You know what I mean? I like, would say that. I've gotten a lot of pushback, even from like other comedians who are like close to our age in a way that I'm like, oh, okay. Like where it's like, oh yeah, but you're not like gay, gay. I'm like, what? No, I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. It's yeah. like he he's great and I love him, but he doesn't like negate anything, you know? Well, yeah. And just like uh, like Sarah Kennedy's fiance is yeah. bisexual and she just happens to be in a relationship with another woman and happens to be marrying another woman. But she still very much identifies as bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't because it, if if you were to base it just on like who you're with at the time, then your sexuality would be changing, you know, Yeah. in a moment's note. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if you get like a divorce or you break up or whatever, and then you see someone else, it's like, oh, now I'm this, now I'm yeah. that. Well, like, also, whereas like, people can just like exist as continually bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> I think if also it's like something to think about, like if let's say you were dating no one. Yeah. You're non-sexual. Like by those logic yes, standards. It's exactly, like if you're not exactly. with someone, you're nothing. Yeah. It's like that's there's, there's already other ways people make us feel that way. So Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird because biphobia, I really do think, is the only one of the not the only, but one of the few hates that you get a lot more from people in the community than outside the community. Mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. because people outside the community are dumb enough just to be like homophobia like they don't get to the second level (laughs) like you get it they haven't graduated to that level of yeah they don't know all the they're not getting into like the micro aggressions (laughs) yeah Yeah. 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 no it's like i don't like you because you're gay and i'm like yeah yeah okay it's like okay sure (laughs) sure okay (laughs) sure jan (laughs) but it is one of those ones where i think it's almost harder because like a specific biphobia because you're not getting it usually unless that's like a really smart bigot. Like it's coming from like really usually well-meaning people in the community, like where I, I've gotten in fights with like gold star lesbians a lot. Me and gold Mm -hmm. star lesbians have fought online a ton where I'm like, that's dumb. And they're like, Oh, well you don't get it. Cause you've been touched by a man. I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's not like touched by an angel. Like this is like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I, and like, but it is like it is something of like our world. Yeah, you know? I I feel like outside of the uh, LGBTQ community that it's more like by erasure or just like being very dismissive of bisexuality. Mm. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because I you know haven't been on on yeah. the other end of that. But like that's kind of more what I see of like men not really taking bisexual women seriously mm-hmm. and then also women and then I've also been very guilty of this with um bisexual men is being like uh like I used to say when I was younger and I would say this all the time um which is horrible but this is you know like 19 year old Carolyn who thinks she's edgy is that if a if a woman says she's uh bisexual she's really into guys if a guy says he's bisexual he's really into guys and that that's yeah. like the biphobia slogan. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and I've heard that, like that exact phrase a yeah, lot, which yeah. is weird. I apologize like, to anybody <laughs> I said that to uh, when I was younger. I'm admitting I was ignorant. Oh, God. I was very ignorant. I just issue a blanket apology for literally every single thing I said and did before age 28. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm with you on that. But but yeah, like this is like at the time I just thought like, oh, I'm gay. So I have like this knowledge of how things really work, which 
meanwhile, I'm just like showing my, my cards of how ignorant I was to, to things at the time. Um, and, and the thing with guys too, be, because of like the way that societal, uh, pressures are for, for guys that if, I thought like if any guy is willing to admit that he's interested in mm-hmm. guys, it's just because he's like really gay and mm-hmm. like, because so many of us, when we first come out as like gay or lesbian say we're bisexual because that's like seems less weird well, sometimes you for kind like of half feel like a second. You have to test the waters a little bit with like friends and peers and things like that because coming out and navigating all of that is so fraught with like yeah, know, and doubt would, and everything. I would never blame anyone who has to take that like baby stuff, but I do think for like the bi community, it is like a really bad thing, mm-hmm. you yes. know, which is like not something you can regulate because people need to like do what they need. Like people need to take those steps. But I have a lot of friends who like, because someone came out as bi when they were 18, but like I have like a friend who's married to a man who's a bisexual and people I think often are like, Oh, he's gay. Like he just hasn't like updated it. Yeah. You know, like you, like this idea that the software. Yeah. That you (laughs) haven't like re come out because like, Oh, well obviously because of this, this and this. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where it's, I think it's hard because like the idea of especially men, testing the waters with bisexuality I think and I do think it's harder it's honestly harder to be a male bisexual than oh, a female oh, bisexual sure. like, a million times agree. Um, yeah. and they they get I mean from what I hear from gay men like so much of like they get a lot of shit a lot yeah. of shit yeah. from, yeah. from gay men like where where I feel I'm at least I'm hoping that lesbians or at least ones who are not in college mm-hmm. and like I was uh, are yeah. like way more like cool with like queer and bisexual and pansexual women and just seeing it as like, how awesome is it that now we have like this many more people in our community that we can like connect with on, you know, just both like just culturally and like romantically. Yeah. Um, but for for gay men, it's just like huh, you think you're bi. That's cute. Yeah, I think they sort of like, laugh at that. Like it, yeah. it sort of, it gets dismissed from what I understand. Obviously, I don't yeah. know that, but not I, all not all gay men. Right, not all of Obviously. course, but like yeah. I think largely at least all the gay men I know definitely talk about it in sort of a tongue in cheek way when they're talking about bisexual men. You know, like they don't extend the same like. Yeah. There's no gravitas in it. Like they're 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 just kind of laughing about that, you know. And I've I've dated over the years a couple of bisexual men. One fairly recently, and I think I was in some ways like looking back at it, maybe even a little dismissive of him. Like yeah. in in a way that like not was because I didn't think he was bisexual, but just because like I thought he was new. Like I was like yeah, I've been out yeah. forever, and like you're n- like you're new to this baby. Yeah, you're like you're yeah. the one on one class. Yeah. yeah, and I think I was like dismissive <laughs> of him of that, and I think that drove him even crazy. Of like not even like against because I he is a bisexual and obviously he is but even like that idea of like well I'm an old bisexual <laughs> like, yeah. I think there's a lot of like weird politics when it comes to like a, almost like a wanting to be more mm-hmm. and I think bisexuals have this a lot because like you kind of get I've heard a lot it's like well you're half in the community I'm like no 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 I'm full in the co- like yeah you, but I've heard it a lot where it's like well you're like half like you can choose much like my mother thinks I should to like marry a rich man doctor and like move to New Jersey and never talk about your sexuality again. And like, that's an option on the table and no one obviously wants to do that. That is my mother's dream for me, but (laughs) other than moving back into her house. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's part of it where it's like, you can choose this, like to like leave this thing, but I don't think any bisexual would because it, you already feel like you're, you know, you're getting Thanos snapped out of existence all the time anyway. So like, 
why would you do it to yourself? Yeah. If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is just me. I've, I also, I like, I always think about every single time I've ever bi-raced another person and it haunts me at my sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with, with erasure, there's even, there's some things that I've had to even recently watch out for. And it's in like forgetting to consider that bisexual women have to deal with the nonsense of straight men yeah, as well. So like, you know, we've made a lot of jokes just kind of like being like, Oh God, poor straight women, poor straight women. Yeah. Uh, and then, but it's like, yeah, but pan and buy and like a lot more other people have to deal with like those same kind of issues with like toxic masculinity. I I try to just say like, you know, like women who fuck men, like, you know what I mean? Cause that doesn't necessarily encompass only straight women or like women who date men could mean any, you know, like could mean bisexual women could mean straight women. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, but, straight men are a nightmare. I yeah. will agree with that. <laughs> I think that's a universal. Yeah, I feel like uh, of... just about everyone falls in that middle part of the Venn diagram of like all these people all agree on this one thing. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I do live with my boy. Right, well, right. And of I think it's, it's interesting because like I've had to deal a lot with his family too with like being like, like I think the other thing is when you're dating a straight man, you have to remember it's their first time with gay stuff in their family. Yeah. Uh, which is very, you know, cause I am, I'm like, well, I grew up in a gay family. So everyone is like me and that's yeah. absolutely not true. What? Like yeah. most people have a straight fan. I think most, I don't want to erase anyone, but I think most families are straight. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that's a safe, a safe bet. Most on the of us have heterosexual parents. parents most and of us. Yeah. It's super weird. Cause I think honestly, one of the weirder things about dating men and even by men, like, a lot of times when you're dating men, you inherit men's families uh-huh. in this way that it's like, oh, okay, their family's super straight. And like, because they haven't had to think about it yeah. at all. Yeah. Whereas like, usually when bisexuals are dating other women, that woman has already come out to her family. And right. so like, they already understand like the game. Like they may not be a, like accepting of the game and they may be shitty in their own ways about this, but it's still but not like, like a surprise. Like there's it's not nothing. Like a, the cat's out of the bag. Surprise! There's yeah. a gay one now. Yeah. Like I've never really thought about that too much. How much like the if you're by your and and you're dating someone um, of the of the opposite sex, like that person's mother would probably be like, but I don't get it. Why why are they still saying they're bi? They're with with Jimmy or yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, I had a very similar conversation. My my boyfriend would he's not gonna listen to this or I'll make him not. He like I had an with a family member of his where the family member got and I'll uh, got like very upset because like I was saying that I was bi. It only, I wasn't gonna come out, but I got a little drunk and we got into a whole conversation about Carrie Perry, K- Katie Perry. So of course it was gonna come out. <laughs> well, yeah, and like I was like, yeah, no, they're gonna know about some stuff. I feel. Yeah. And, <laughs> like we're so, gonna drill down into this. So yes. yeah. So like I had said it. I was like, well, as a bisexual, like yeah. you know. <laughs> and this family member of his was just like, oh my god, she defines as a bisexual. Like she, I can't believe she said that like in front of you and he is a very well-meaning boy and was like what (laughs) and this this family member of his was like yeah well like it just makes you bisexual and I was like what yeah no like he was like she's invalidating you as a straight 
man because she's bi. And like, here's the thing, mental oh gymnastics. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And he, he, of course, just like shut it down. He was like, no, 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 that's not what that's that really means. not what that means. But you do have to rem- like be like, oh, but this guy like might, he doesn't, might not have anyone gay in his family. Like, yeah. Or at least not like in a bisexual because they like, he does have like a gay aunt, but like the, I think bisexuals are much is very very hard for straight people to understand in yeah, a way that isn't it's like it's like them understanding what camp means yes they don't know, <laughs> you know? they like, don't know they, think they, they have a pretty good idea sort of, sort of. but yeah. they're gonna botch it somehow <laughs> well yeah it's very it's it's definitely been strange in that way of like getting very like very close to like a a man who I'm in a relationship with, uh, that's a weird way of saying boyfriend. That's the worst <laughs> way of saying boyfriend. But that idea of like, oh, well, like it's, it's actually got given me a lot more things to think about in a way of like my own bisexuality. Obviously I'm not going to like change anything about that, but like it was a lot of like weird new challenges. Cause it used to be that I was like, oh, well, like whatever, like, you know, like caution to the wind. And I'm like, oh wow. Okay. No, I'm like a much, how do I keep this identity that matters to me in this idea that like, oh, and I have Sam, this yeah. one. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Well, I don't that's know. That's why exactly. I think it is important for uh, like bisexual visibility too. like, again, going to Sarah Kendi's fiance, mm-hmm. like she is really big on, you know, making yeah. sure that she'll correct people if they assume she's a lesbian. She'll say, oh, I'm, I'm bisexual um, because of that erasure and that helps that awareness of like just because I'm with a a woman doesn't mean yeah. that I'm any less bisexual and then I feel like especially then if you're um I mean I well not especially in, in in both situations I think you know the more vocal you are about it the more people will hopefully start to get it that it's not something that like goes away because you're in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex yeah, and it's it's weird because I'll bring or him someone to, with the same sex. Yeah. You know, I'll bring him. The only thing that I think is like a little bit weirder is I'll bring him to gay bars a lot. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, what a strange choice. Like I'll bring him places, and yeah. I think the only I think it would be easier if it was like I'm a I'm a woman in a in a queer relationship with a woman because it's like I take him to stuff where people are just like, who is this? And I'm like my boyfriend, and they're like, you're straight, and I'm like. Uh, Ooh no! Yeah. Now I'm the straight girl at this bachelor party. <laughs> right, right. Like, uh, it's like no, no. Uh, like it's one of those ones where the only thing f- that I'm always like jealous of when I see like bisexual women in like bis in like queer women relationships. I'm like, oh, you get to feel all the community love, but at the same time, you don't because you get that eraser and you get yeah. that like yeah. those comments and those like mean things. Like where it's like, okay, obviously I have to be, I feel like I also have to be so careful because mm-hmm. I'm like, you got it. You you lucky girl. It's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of this is very difficult and very bad sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think some of it too, like with the whole, you know, biphobia coming from within the community specifically from lesbians is probably because, I mean, I think there's, there's some sort of like, there's a, there's a social benefits package in moving through the world in a seemingly heterosexual pairing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that's might be part of why some lesbians reject the idea of bisexuality in specifically in women who are bisexual women who are partnered with men Mm -hmm. because we think like, Oh, so you get to have the benefits of moving through the world as a straight woman, you know, the optics of it to other straight people. 
but also get to carry this queer label. Yeah. Well, and I think also part of it is like, there is a weird thing where it's like, I'm bringing a straight man somehow into this community. Not really. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I'm obviously not like, this is my partner. Like, no, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. But like, I am bringing the, like, two spaces that he should not necessarily get a pass to, but like by dating me, like there's a certain expectation that like he shows up at certain things or like is at places. So it's like this idea of I'm literally taking like a doofy straight boy from New Jersey. He can listen to that part. I'll say it to his face. And um, (laughs) like, I'm taking him into these spaces that like are not his space. Whereas like, as long as he's not being an asshole. Oh, no. He's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice and kind. Doesn't say much. That's my rule for, for straight yeah. people in gay spaces. Like, don't be an asshole. Don't take the few spots that have shade at the Pride Parade. Leave yeah. that for, <laughs> for the pasty gays. Yeah, you and get a sunburn. Yeah, yeah, You have to be in You don't the get sun. a bar stool at Cubby Hole. You don't get the Stand bar up stool. Stand up so one of us can have it. Just kidding. Those, and, those, and are, it, those are few and far between. Listen. It, those uh, old dykes are not giving up the bar stools. I can tell you that much. Cubby Hole it should be all bar. They should just only put bar stools in there because they're <laughs> just an ocean Man. of bar stools. Just, just only... step over them like lily pads. I no, yeah. would have to see <laughs> like uh like first come like there's an order like they just fill them out. Oh yeah. In, in order till they get to the door. Yeah. <laughs> take a number like the DMV. Like, yeah. Okay now you get get up now you get the I, seat. Yeah I love Cubby Hole so much. It's one of my favorite bars in New York because how cheap the drinks are. And then yes, I told no. this unfortunately to uh a like I just like we were at a dinner and like it was like between it was mostly lesbians or queer women and there was like two straight people and I was like oh we should totally go to Cubby Hole and I was like when they went they like got drinks there and they're like this is the best place ever I was like no no you don't <laughs> no you don't you only <laughs> come here when you're with me like yeah. it Margarita Tuesdays uh oh uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is strange because I feel like all other gay bars have sky high prices for some reason in this city. Yeah, I, yeah. For and there's one little little block in God. the village. He's like, oh, we're gonna do two dollar beers for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? I it's I'm a volume broke. game there for them. They're doing great. Oh. Which is crazy because it's the size of a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Another rule for straight people at Cubby Hole. Uh, don't eat any of the pizza they bring in unless all the queers have had their fill of the pizza. The queers get the pizza first. I yes. Also, uh, and this might be a, this one might be a controversial one. Um, it's, it, don't be making out in cub, like I'm not a PDA person, but I have seen so many like male, female couples. I don't know if they're straight. Hey, that could be two buys making out. But yeah. I'm also like, no one should be making out in Cubby Hole, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's a better rule. I, like, unless you're the oldest lesbian there, then you get right. to make out and I get to clap. Because you've uh, been there since four o'clock and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you've been there since four o'clock and also somehow 1970. And I applaud you. Yeah. <laughs> Cubby Hole is going to love this email we're sending to them with suggestions. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, yeah. what up? Uh, the code of conduct. It's, yeah, I. it's one of those things where I, I maybe I'm, like an old fuddy daddy, but I'm I'm not trying to see uh, people kiss uh, yeah, in front no. of me. I don't want it, but especially I don't like. I bring my boyfriend to gay bars all the time, and I will not kiss him there. Like he's not getting no kisses yeah. at this gay bar uh, <laughs> unless it's with a man, enforceably. Which right. man? They gotta calm down. <laughs> so I have a question of something that I've been thinking about recently, and uh, would love your opinion on it. Yeah. So. Uh, I have a friend who identifies as straight, but is very like sexually liberal and and open and has started, um, I guess, kind of like 
you know, ho- hooking up with women, but not necessarily like seeking it. If it, it like started out as like threesomes or throuples or yeah. whatever, and then through through other experiences, and she said, but like I'm I'm not really looking to like identify as queer or anything. So like I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like because she knows like she doesn't want to be in a relationship with a woman that it's just like a sexual thing almost like I'm into toes you know like I'm cool with like Mm -hmm. being with women this way and I feel like there are women I know who are only who like maybe they identify as bisexual but like they would never consider romantically being with a woman and it's always like it's in always a threesome a situation yeah. or like a sexual thing of like making out and then they're like, oh, I'm bisexual. I'm like, is that bisexuality or is that just like a sexual thing you're into? Like a sexual fluidity kind of thing. Yeah. I I have also, I feel like, in a, like I hear this a lot, even amongst bisexuals, where it's like, well, I, you know, I like having sex with men, but I would always want to marry a woman. Like these, like weird d- classifications of like, okay, well, this is just sex. But I think also in a broader sense, if you are having sex with people of the opposite gender, you can come to my pride parade. Like I, no matter how you want to define yourself, like you're yeah. kind of a part of this community. In mm-hmm. like, because these other women you're making out with, are they straight women? probably not unless they're also like part of the, like who knows. So it's like, okay, well if you're like hooking up with queer women, like I I think there's like, even if you don't want to define yourself that way, I think there's a morsel of like something there. And I, I think in some ways, like maybe everyone is like somewhere on the Kinsey scale of like, okay, like sure. Like you would kiss a girl if it was Charlize Theron or like, who knows what it is. Like, but I think if it's like becoming like a hip, Habitual action, like you don't, you can define as whatever you want. Yeah, but if I was talking to that woman and she was like, "So I'm like haven't having sex with a lot of women, but I'm straight," I'd be like confused, not like against it necessarily, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. be like, "Oh, okay, cool, like not my business, sure." Like, and maybe that's like me not getting it yet, and like in five years I'll look back at this and I was like, "Oh man, I should have known this thing that I haven't known yet," but. I don't know. For me, it's like, I think with the threesome thing, if it's all, if there's a, always a man there, if like the only time you have hook up with a woman, it, there's a man in the room. I'm like, yes, maybe that's, that's, I guess a, a straight action because mm-hmm. like, I think it, but if you're like into it, you should maybe explore that more. Like I not, or like at least like consider that and I think it's weird because like I think there's a weird politics around threesomes where it's like oh both of these girls are like here for the man but that's like not actually true of how most people have threesomes yeah yeah that's like where I think it's like okay well if you're in one like that like what a like just men have enough problems making one woman come usually (laughs) I don't know why they want like double the work (laughs) yeah you know, if that's truly like I'm here for, you know, a random straight dude. I <laughs> yeah, like I I know that there are women and um, Vivian and Joku who came mm-hmm. on the podcast and for our episode that was like sex with men. Like she only wants to be in relationships with women. Mm-hmm. She likes to catch a dick here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and then, but like I don't think. I think if she were to, like, she identifies as queer, but I'm, like, I think 
it, it sounded like, you know, or, I mean, I know people who say like, oh, I'm a, I'm a lesbian. Like, yes, I've had sex with men. Like, could I again, like, you know, maybe, uh, or like sometimes they just have sex with men after breakups, which happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like knowing that there's no emotional yeah. thing and just like a sex thing. And then they still are like, no, but I'm a lesbian. Cause I would never like be in a relationship. That's why I really like the idea of queer. Cause it's so amorphous. Like yeah, if you're yeah. just like, if you're sleeping with both members of the opposite sex, like you can be, you can be queer. Like, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't have to be defined and you can never like, for me, I think so much about uh, being LGBT is about your defining, like how yes. you define, like, because there's no test. Like, yes. you're not going to get graded on this later. Like, I didn't yeah. have to, like, show photos of every girl I've hooked up with to, like, get on this podcast. Like, yeah. there's no rubric. So I think it's one of those things where it's, like, it's all about what you say. So if you say, I'm straight, you're straight. Congratulations. If, like, I think there is a certain thing of, like, when people are, like, I'm straight, but I've, you know, I dated women in the past. I'm like, well, maybe you want to explore that more, but I'm not going to push you. Like, yeah, yeah. Then you're straight. Fine. That's like, if you, I think everyone should explore like more queer stuff. Cause I think there's like this really rigid society thing where we don't let people do it. And if you have sex with a man once and you're a man, well then you're gay. And like, that's not true. Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can, or if you haven't done something in years, then it's like, Oh, well that doesn't count. That was years ago. That or, was so many yeah. years ago. I mean, I haven't been with a woman in over three years Yeah, because I have a boyfriend. Yeah. And like, if we're together for another year, it's like, Oh, if I like hit my five year mark or something, do I have to like you take back the toaster? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. no, there's no, there's no like that. Like, I think people should just do really what they want. And yeah. if it's like having a bunch of threesomes cool like find two people who are down for it and like yeah I mean on honestly like you know I would say like 99% of the time I'm like identify how you want to identify do what makes you happy I'm to be totally honest there's always like one percent of the time with some people that I'm like hold the phone uh and offline off this recording I'll I'll say one Ooh, example cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> of someone we know, but, um, or like, like other people, like sometimes there are people and, and this is like unique to, I guess, being a, a performer who I feel like will like that their queerness only comes out when it seems like there's some type of opportunity for them tied to it. Mm. But then their day to day is super uh, heteronormative. Like like they make statements like regularly that that are super heteronormative. Well, this is actually someone else, but (laughs) I mean, there are a few people, but, Mm -hmm. but they are very heteronormative and make it sound like that person of the, the opposite sex is like the only person there considering and yeah. and their persona but then but then we'll be like oh my gosh I'm well there's people I mean I, th- I just think a part of that is is kind of the other side of the coin of what I mentioned earlier about the social benefits package of heterosexuality there's also like a cool there's like cool points extended to queer people now and some people are performatively cashing in on that street cred yeah. but also in the same breath basically a hundred percent like living a heterosexual lifestyle, like only ever talk about dating men or whatever. And then are like queer and cool on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think it's a little bit, it's so weird. It's, it's so hard to like 
because I think that there's like a certain thing where it's like if you fight them on it, it's like oh now I'm the villain. Like I'm yeah, everything. No. You're. Impo- you're I would win. never. I would yeah. never fight them on it. No, and, and also it's not worth it. But. It's, it's also like a very problematic thing to start policing people and being like, but how queer are you? Like right. Like it, it's kind of like. <laughs> Almost like getting mad at people who like cheat the welfare system. It's like yeah. okay, there are some people that do it, and it sucks, and it is kind but of it's worth it to keep harmful. the system for the people that need it. But yeah, yeah. but like, <laughs> but don't start. You don't want to perpetuate this thing because it's more harmful for the people on welfare right. who really do need it. So yeah. I just need to shut up with my pettiness about like the one or two people I think are just being yeah. queer for stage. But I also, yeah. I as I like to put it, weird thing with like because there's like as like queer people we default I think in a certain way like to being against straight culture like mm-hmm. we, we're outside the norm there's the norm we're outside it here's the thing and I think it's really it, in some ways it breaks us down because we don't get to make our own culture if you're just saying we're against the thing that we're against you know yeah and I think like obviously there's so much gay culture that it's it's nauseating at points now so like <laughs> But I think there's a certain thing, and especially in, like, when I was growing up, like, there was this idea of, like, well, we're not this, so that's why we're, like, and if you define yourself based on that, I think it's hard. And, like, my my parents, they broke up when I was very young. They've lived, like, my entire life almost as two separate people. And one, like, dated around and got remarried right before Prop 8 passed as a FU, which, you know, more power to her, mama. Uh, but, like, and the other one, like, has not dated. Like, really, for, like, almost, like, I think, like, 20 years or something now, has, like, doesn't date, doesn't want it, doesn't want to be in a relationship. And I think, I'm like, yeah, that's, like, I and I think a lot of people are like, oh, is she like asexual? I'm like, no, no, no. She just like doesn't want a relationship and like won't do it. And I think that's a very interesting way of just being like, okay, you can be queer, you could be straight even, and just like not be into like the idea that humans need to have a person. Well, that's yeah. its own form of like radicalism too. Yeah, right? yeah. like so, you get that people really can't wrap their minds around gay, straight, everything in between. Yeah, yeah. Just people like, have a hard time wrapping. We their talked mind about around that the, like, with the, a well, you Don't want to partner with someone's like. No, no, I know. Like, fucking get, leave me alone. You yeah. Know? Like, she likes her lifestyle yeah. without a partner. And I'm like, yeah. You know, I think there's something almost more radical in that because, like, yeah. we, there's something that we sure. can't even approach of it's like, oh, well, you have to have a, a person yeah. and like you're bisexual you get to choose one or the other because there are two genders yeah <laughs> which I'm is kidding, also obviously yeah, right. i don't but take people, that out of context well, straight people definitely think of it that way that yeah. way where i know and they love a gender binary so well many people <laughs> even today are like well actually you're pansexual because there's more than two genders and i'm yeah. like understood like whatever I, i'm oh. not gonna have this fight but yeah. <laughs> don't even go but it is like one of those things where it's like, okay, so if you're gay, you get, you know, a member of this sex. If you're straight, you get a member of this sex and you have to have that member forever. Uh-huh. And it's, I think that's like something that I try to at least go against as like, oh, as a bisexual, like you can still be whoever you want and like actually maybe even go further past like the idea of like you'll end up with this person or that person or like the idea that maybe a person doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's very scary and very big. And I also, I'm a people pleaser. I can't do that. <laughs> Good for her, but I am not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a friend who, cause who is a lesbian woman who I have felt for, like, she's one of my, I love her very, very much and she'll know exactly who she is, but, um, hopefully she doesn't listen. Uh, <laughs> but like, 
over the years, she's like made comments to me, like, which, you know, and I think she doesn't even do them on purpose or like, and, and it's not something that like she would even like notice about herself, but it is like stuff where it's just like, oh, well, like you get to do this or you get to do that or like, you know, like kind of stuff where it's like undercutting being a bisexual, like in very like small, interesting ways. Hmm. And it's something that I've noticed over the years of this like idea of like, well, like even stuff where it's just like, oh, you're so lucky you don't have to date like women because like it's so hard to date as a lesbian. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Or like just like stuff like that where it's like she doesn't mean it in any way that like even should affect me. But it's like those little things which come up where it's like, like little microaggressions. Little yeah. tiny, like the tiniest, babiest microaggressions too. Like these well, I little- think everyone always thinks they have it harder. You know what I mean? Like, because dating isn't easy for anyone, you know? Well, and like- also, I have, <laughs> I have the misfortune of dating straight men, which they're worse. I'm sorry. If anyone who's like, it's so bad dating as a lesbian, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Imagine if you had those choices and then also straight men. Like yeah, you get yeah. the worst. And also worry worlds. about being murdered. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. You don't hear a lot of like woman rebukes other woman. She gets murdered for it. You don't yeah. hear. Yeah. And I'm sure that's those stories only on made for TV movies have yeah. happened. Maybe they do, but they're like the Florida, kind of stories maybe. that you can remember. Yeah, definitely in Florida, there are stories that you can. There are so few of them that you remember right. those stories where when you it's hear them. like men kill women all, all the, the time, time for yeah. the nonsense. slightest rejection. Yeah. 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 So, and I understand it's a small pool of like, les- especially if you're in a town that doesn't have a ton of lesbians because yeah. you're queer women in general in a bigger way. I won't bioize myself <laughs> in that one. <laughs> but I understand of like this idea of like, okay, there's not that many of us. At, I, there's like, I think a joke that like all women, queer women know each other, which maybe is true. Honestly, I, I, I mean, so I know a lot people. only because of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But like it's, I think there is like a certain thing where it's even like those little things you say where like, oh, you you're so lucky you get to date men. I'm like, oh no, that's a misfortune, honestly. Sometimes, but mm-hmm. yeah, and like, but then I'm also like, well, I'm not in her shoes. Like, I don't know how it feels to like do this or do like I don't know how yeah. it's like to not have that option. So maybe that is harder. And like, you don't get to walk a mile in that person's shoes unless you're doing like a weird social experiment with yourself, which I don't <laughs> think I should. I think that's probably I think a, lot, a bad of that direction. commentary though, like when people say like, oh, you, you're so lucky for having the choice is probably rooted in safety because for a long time, like yeah. people like me get gay bashed or like, you know, like we, there's some, there's a sentiment I think amongst lesbians and and gay men like people who sort of identify on one end of the McKinsey yep. scale if you will um where that sort of like outward expression of like envy for bisexual people is specifically rooted in the ability to if you have to appear to the rest of the world yeah. as though you're heterosexual for your own safety you know what Which, i mean yeah and i I think the issue is I'm very like involved in like gay rights stuff so yeah. like I'm yeah, exactly. I'm super vicious like online like this is not the first podcast that someone is like so talk to me about it for an hour yeah, about yeah. being gay so like there's like a history like if if holocaust 2 happens mm-hmm. and we all like have to go to the camps yeah we yeah. all get rounded up i'm not getting out of it like my boyfriend's yeah. not gonna save me on yeah. this one like we're all getting sent yeah. yeah and it's like just because like my name is on like going back like almost 10 years now of like on lgbt materials yeah. like throughout like the internet and like also like my own social media, my own, like, like it would take someone literally zero time to be like, what is her thing? 
well, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's queer. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's you though. Yeah. You know, and that, but, but a I, lot of people don't exist online in that way or have careers that put their yeah, themselves I, out there like that. I guess to a certain extent, but I really do believe like in this age, like, it would be easy. I think there's very, very few queer women that like, ha- like even if it's just like a couple of tweets, like if you or like where it is, like there's very few queer women who are so in the like straight realm that there's no like lasting imprint of them being queer at all. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and I think that's like a weird thing when we're thinking of like, you know, I don't think most queer women who date men are getting gay bash, but if they're the kind who go to like. Uh, you know, like even like if they're at a nightclub or that get mm-hmm. shot up or if they're in, you know, if they're walking home from like a gay district, like those are you're still going to have some of that. Like you can't exist in this community without having like a little bit of unsafety. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the which is very sad. I think I, I meant the safety thing in terms of like history, like yeah. in the last, you know, hundred years, like so because a lot of that sentiment gets passed along through like our generations and things like that, where, yeah. you know you have older lesbians that like we were kind of, we were talking about earlier, like the, the, the ladies at Cubbyhole who have been there since four o'clock are the ones who maybe were in New York at a time or, or, you know, existing as lesbians at a time where it was so unsafe to do so. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of where some of that whole thing comes from is like, they probably did know a lot of women back then who would make out and hook up with them in private, but then would go marry a man and be safe. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and I don't know if all those women were bisexuals right. or if they were just lesbians who were terrified. Who were forced in the closet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is all, it, it all sucks, but it's like, yeah. I, I just, I, I think that that, when you're talking about like anyone who envies the choice is not doing so because like, oh, wouldn't it be great to date men? But it, they're doing so because wouldn't it be great to have that, social capital of heterosexuality yeah. if I could. It, it is kind of weird though to to see it as a choice in that way because like I just in terms of like most queer women I know who aren't like hardline lesbian uh, it's like who's, who's in their life who do they meet and who do they fall in love with and mm-hmm. I guess with like with online dating now, it seems a lot more purposeful because you have to be like interested in like you're looking yeah. at profiles based on people who who are gendered. But like, I I don't know if somebody like oh, but you get to choose. It's like well, you don't really get to choose like who ends up coming to your life that you fall in love with. Yeah. You know? Well, and also I think for it's it's interesting because. I think I like in the scope of history, like we really have not had bisexuals for like long. Yeah. In a weird way, I think bisexualism is actually something that's very new, but in how we define it, not in like, I think people have always Mm -hmm. been bisexual. Oh, of course. Yeah. Very much Um, so. Yeah. But like, I think it's, you know, I, and it, there was something strange. I I went to the Frida Kahlo exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum like last week. Mm And there were all these photos of her that were just like almost like very int- like so intimate, and they were all done by female photographers in the nineteen like four like thirties and forties. And you know she's wearing a suit, she's like lounging on a bed, like yeah. all of these women have photographed her. And this is the Brooklyn Museum. This is like a liberal museum. Not a single piece of wall text said anything about her sleeping with these women, which I'm sure she did. She was. Yeah, she was bisexual. Yeah, Yeah, she was bisexual, but not a single, like, piece of, like, wall text. And I was looking for it. I was like, where is it going to talk about the time? That's crazy. And it's that idea of, like, okay, well, because if you died before, you know, 1982, like, 
that kind of just is like, oh, she probably was something. Yeah. And it's like, but this woman was bisexual, like, or at least like queer. I don't, you know, I don't know how she would have said it, but without those words, like that history of like what it meant to be that way is like kind of just swept away Mm because there's no, you know, I say it's so important to talk about how you define yourself when you're bisexual. But if you, if you're living in a time where there's those words aren't really available yet, Mm yeah, like do you get to leave a mark? And I don't think a lot of women over the years got to leave a mark because there wasn't, there wasn't a mark to leave yeah. yet where it's like, okay, well, what, what was that like? And I, I don't, unless you were like living with your roommate of 25 years and yeah. adopted a child together and you every once in a while, it, it's always from Paris and it's always Josephine yeah. Baker. So, but like <laughs> it's, you have those stories where it's like, okay, well sure. But like yeah. even that kind of gets erased because she didn't get to say it herself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we had a whole episode about Emily Dickinson about that, you know, yeah. where it's Queer like... icon, Emily Dickinson. I know, like back <laughs> yeah. in the... Back when they would call women, like, spinsters, even yeah. though, like... Like, when the way history looks at, like, two women that lived together for 40 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they were just good friends. Like, all right, you know. <laughs> but, but it was also, like, illegal in a lot yeah, of places of course. Again, time. Going and then it would the bar you from thing. employment yeah, and, like, and yeah. things like that. You couldn't do those things So, back then, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, like... Like technically, like I could, I could choose to to be with a man. I'd be like miserable, and boy, would that guy be miserable. Uh, yeah. It yeah, would just be the be worst more miserable for him. In that scenario for me. I'm sure he would be more miserable. I um, somehow it's him. Still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, go do what you want. Like, yeah, I mean, it might be ideal. <laughs> it would be a very weird relationship. Yeah. But like, if if I so wanted to live a heterosexual life, like. I could, I would just be like repressing a, a huge mm-hmm. part of myself and also wouldn't have this podcast, uh, you know? <laughs> so it's like, like this matter of like choice. It's like, well, like, I guess technically you could like, like maybe choose isn't the right could, word. Cho- yeah. You know? Yeah. I just don't like that word. Yeah. Word choose. Uh, because I, I don't think we're necessarily choosing. Yeah. Um, when I think also like a lot of artists who like did, you know, throughout history, especially artists, but like married a guy and then we find their journals and it was like, it was a marriage of convenience. He was, yeah. you yeah. know, having sex with men every night and you're like, right. oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like where I think there was this idea of like, like the Clintons. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, twist. Yeah. Marriage of convenience. Yeah. yeah. Where it's this idea of like, okay, like we've had such a history of being like, of kind of erasing people in any way we can and so like this idea of like yeah there's like social capital of being straight but like anyone can fake it Mm -hmm. where it's like anyone can have these fake relationships but like you probably shouldn't yeah Yeah. like (laughs) and it's kind of crazy that that's something that I think still I mean not exists in the like old like in the old ways anymore but like in other countries yeah in other Mm -hmm. countries definitely not yeah I mean I I would be surprised if there was a lot of like that happening in America still, but maybe even in the, like, I don't know what's happening in the middle of the country. Maybe people are marrying their gay best friends left and right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Things are still not great there. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, this has been great and interesting. And I definitely think like, I don't know, we should all look inside ourselves and be aware of ways in which we're contributing to biphobia. At least I'll raise my hand for that because, uh, it's something that I know I've like come a really long way. Not that I was ever like super, super, like I I was like dumb biphobic when, when I was younger, but like, not like mean biphobic, just yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just dumb biphobic. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, feel like, 
it's easy for me to be like, oh, I'm not biphobic or I don't do bi erasure. But then I'm like, oh, wait, no, there are times where I'm erasing bi people. And then there are times that I'm like questioning how people label themselves and why am I doing that and realizing, you know, just like trying to get to to the root of that and uh, not knock it off, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, like, you know, it's like we want the community, everybody to feel safe in the community. And I think it's so real that, uh, because of this like history of ways that yeah. um, there's been biphobia and that kind of judgment within the community has made so many queer women feel unwelcome and that makes me very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of uh, specifically bisexual women say that they, um, you know, you, you grew up in a queer community, so you probably like felt some amount of welcome, but a lot of people who are like new to bisexuality are like so scared to step in, like especially when they're yeah. uh, dating or or like married to a man, they feel like, oh, I feel like I'm not allowed in. I feel bad. And that's like very sad that they don't get to, you, you know, that, that, that fear, which is based in like real things mm-hmm. uh, is keeping them out yeah, of a like, community that should be, be accepting. You know? Yes. Like, that's, yeah. like gatekeeping within our community is not cute. Yeah. Well, and so. I, for me, like I've, I've been biphobic. I've bi erased people and I'm a bisexual and yeah. like it happens. Like sometimes you say something and you're like, Oh, I'm the dumbest person in America. Like yeah. you <laughs> think it comes out of your mouth and you're so mad that you would make someone feel certain ways. And like, but I think it's weird as a bisexual because I'm also sure that I've made like lesbian women feel weird by something I said, like, like pointed at them as like not sleeping with men, but we don't really have a word for lesbian phobia coming from the inside of the queer community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I get to complain about it where they might not, but so there's a lot of like weird levels that I think as a queer person you have to think about or like you don't you should be thinking about maybe I should say it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to, to challenge yourself and and realize those things. Um stick your foot in your mouth a lot. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Straight in the mouth. Yeah. Sometimes you do it on uh, on a recording that you put out that's out there forever and ever. And then But you realize it. That's the thing. I think yeah. people just always have to like be cognizant and if you're cognizant it's you know you're headed in the right direction yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> all right now we need to get to our listener question for this week oh okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i have recently come out to my parents and brothers and they were very accepting yay Uh, first I want to thank you all for your stories and advice. I don't think I would have had the courage to come out without listening to your podcast. That is so nice to hear. And we love that. Uh, second, I wanted to ask, I want to come out to my extended family, but I'm unsure how to go about it. Is it enough to change my Facebook status from interested in men to interested in women? Or is there a better way to go about it? There's definitely a better way to go about it. You're going to cause a a fight at a Thanksgiving if you just do it without telling one on the internet. Yeah. The, the, the Facebook thing, nobody takes those statuses seriously ever since you could no. be like complicated with your grandma like yeah the, those are yeah not real. i'm married to my dog's insta account like yeah, yeah. Not, it's so crazy what yeah. you can do these yeah. days uh, um, unless don't you're like facebook at all yeah that's my advice don't involve facebook uh i can share what i did personally was i told my mom you can tell everybody Ooh. so that oh, she yeah. had that awkward co- so then i then i knew that people just knew 
and I didn't have to tell them personally. And not that it was just like, I didn't want to have to have that conversation with everybody. I wanted them to be able to react, uh, you know, like what, or whatever the reaction was. I didn't want to witness it. Exactly. And I didn't need to, I want my relationships with my, and, and they, you know, everybody has been awesome about it. Um, but I didn't need to see their reaction or that moment of confusion or anything that that would have been like ingrained in my brain of like, oh, remember that time that aunt I really liked gave me a weird look when I said, you know? Yeah. Process it on your own. They were all the same to me afterwards. My mom did the legwork. It was great. That's how to be a true ally is taking away legwork. Yeah. Good on your mom. Yeah. Have you tried, uh, listener, have you tried having your sister out you to your entire family? Because I... (laughs) (laughs) I That works too. It does... Yeah, find like your your most... Like your relative with the least chill and like the least sense of like social decorum and just tell them. (laughs) I like didn't even get to tell my dad, which would have been fine because he obviously fathered a a child with a cool lesbian couple in 1990 San Francisco. So, you know, he is chill as hell. Yeah. But um, no, it was like I, I actually I had a weird thing because I think because I had gay moms is that like everyone there was like a 20 year history of everyone having to kind of be like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess everyone we have pretty well prepared here. Yeah. yeah like everyone had and like my so many of my family members were not chill about it I never actually told my abuela she was one of those mm. people who died without knowing it and same I, with my grandma same I was with like my French it's grandma. not worth it yeah. I'm, yeah it wasn't worth it she already like didn't love the whole thing that her daughter was a lesbian and I honestly just don't you didn't really want to double down on her. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, she didn't speak English. My abuela, like, she lived in this country for a billion years and decided uh, she did not need to learn English, which, well, honestly, God love her. She once told me, I asked, once asked her about it, and she was like, I live in California. Everyone speaks Spanish here. And I was like, touche. Yeah, honestly, no, that makes sense. It, great. Uh, but I didn't tell her. And I think partially was like, I don't even know, like... Bisuex Wallace? I don't like yeah. I what I don't like I don't even know how I would explain this to her and my Spanish is fine at best. So like yeah. I don't know how I would say it and I don't Sometimes they just don't need to know. Like I don't know if, it also depends on how close this listener is with their extended family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really not that close with mine. I haven't told any of mine personally. It's kind of one of those things I assume by my general appearance and demeanor they've figured out, but it Yeah. I Oof. I don't know. Maybe kind of go do what Carolyn did and like get, grant someone permission. Yeah. Use, moms are always good for this sort of thing. You know, to be like, you're free to tell anyone in the family you want. I also think. And just let it, let it be in the wind if you want. And, and that's like a gift. That's like a fun thing for people to do. Be like, ooh, I have this like juicy tidbit that I get to. Yeah. 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 And just let them deal with it on their own. Because it's ultimately, you, you probably know how speci- each specific member is going to react. So if you don't want to take that on yourself outsource that shit to somebody else. I also think, and I know we said don't just like change who you're interested in on social media, but I do think there's a certain power of social media. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where like, you can make like a very like, uh, Crimea River Facebook says is what I call them when you have to do the see more and you're like, oh God, there's so much more. (laughs) Where it's like, you can, I think that's totally fine of like posting something where it's like, hey, it's been like a really crazy year of me being out to like certain people and I just like want to say that I love 
being queer and yeah. pride is everywhere. Like, yeah, there's something yeah. very convenient about being able to make that announcement and just be like, here it is. There's National Coming Out Day. Yeah. 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 Or even like just like Pride Month in general. Like, post, yeah. like you can post a, like, a, up. a cute photo of you in a rainbow and then like do a lovely caption. And honestly, I'm not against that for like, if, and then it's kind of because it, it doesn't make it this thing where you have to sit them down and have like a face to face, like, because I think there is something in that where if you have to have this like serious, like looking in my eyes, like let's cry about this conversation. It makes it seem like this is something you need to cry over. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily like, I think that there's something very powerful about being able to just like put something out there and be like, like if you're mad at it, like, yeah. Call my mom, yell at her. Gossip like, on your own. Yeah. yeah. Gossip on your own <laughs> terms. But like, and then it's like, if someone doesn't see it, like they're the odd one out. So in like a couple years, they're like, wait, she's queer. And everyone's going to be like, of course she was, you like, idiot. Didn't you see, yeah. like, did you see the Facebook also, thing? We've known yeah. for years. And then they don't get to have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Because if it's been too long, you don't need to. Um, All right, Rosa, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Human Comedian. Yes, Great. I love or, that handle. <laughs> um, or you can check me out at rosaescondone.com. Awesome. And then you can follow us at Diking Out everywhere. Uh, subscribe, like us, do all those all follow, the stuff we like. All the stuff we like. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Diking Out if you want access to our diking off topic episodes and thank you for diking out this week dike out with us again next week bye 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 hey there it's rachel ballinger and i am extremely excited to invite you to rachel uncensored it's my podcast where i sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so we cover things from personal stories to hot button issues and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.